This is the Salted Caramel Podcast, and I'm David Cook, and I'm with my magnetic co-host, Jody Curtis. And this is a podcast where we have the gift to share other stories to everybody out in the world or whoever is willing to listen. Jody, who is our guest today? David, our guest today is Lori O'Dell. Lori, thank you so much for joining us today. And can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your connection to Our Lady of Mount Carmel? Yes. Uh, welcome. Thanks, guys. Uh, I have been at Our Lady since 9-11. I came in that day and joined the church and my daughter was one and prayed. Wow. Yeah, I wow. felt so called. That was like the grace of God. So as I look back on my life there, he started yeah. And um, I've been married 11 years to Rob and I have two stepdaughters and two daughters uh, to her. Two younger ones are in college. The older one's in graduate school. And the other one just uh, graduated. So nice. Nice. That's awesome. And um, I am a hairstylist. I am also a life coach, a spiritual coach, recovery and trauma coach. And part of that all started as I got into Stephen's ministry. So, oh, oh, nice. Were you, were you kind of, we're skipping ahead a little bit in your testimony, but did you jump into Stephen ministry before you were, uh, quote unquote, won over for God? Or like, did that help? Or was it something? That was after? definitely part of it. Okay. Um, being vulnerable and being willing to carry the message for God. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't mean to go into your story, but now no. let's start at the beginning of your story. <laughs> what was your life like uh, before you knew Christ? And a lot of people say, I always knew Christ, grew up religious, yada, yada. How about before you had a personal relationship with him? That is so great because I did not have that personal relationship and I did not grow up like that. And I actually just looked up the word faith today and faith is believing in someone or something and trusting them. That's what I did. I grew up just like that, but I trusted in humans and I trusted in the way they did things. Um, in my family, there's a lot of alcoholism. So that was my normal. That was a lot of darkness, despair, destruction, a lot of anger. Uh, there was not certainty. So I always heard, um, because of you, we have these issues so I didn't really quite know what to do with that. So I was always trying to be a really good kid. Like if you're just nice, you can't go wrong there. Mm -hmm. Well, and sometimes if I was nice, I'd get in trouble for being nice. I'm like, okay, I don't even know what to do with this, you know? <laughs> and my mom has seven brothers. They all went to Catholic school K through eight, but I didn't really hear or see anything about that. My grandma, she apparently went to church and they would talk about that. Her sister was a nun and I'd see her at family reunions like once a year because she lived away. And I remember being curious about her and she was very kind and quiet, but I didn't know what to do with that because being part of alcoholism, it's very chaotic and drama mm -hmm. and it's very um, gossipy and criticism. And she was so gentle. So I was like, okay, I don't know how to be around peaceful, like gentleness. But there was just something how God was leading me with that part, just to look at her and feel her presence. Mm -hmm. And then as time went on, uh, continuing to just try to live as a human with this existence of trusting in others in their ways, it doesn't work out very well like that. There's a lot of, a lot of darkness 
and I wouldn't advise it. But what I do love is that's my journey. And I know a lot of people have lived that way. So I'm grateful to know that I'm not alone and God has a purpose in everything. So that all led me to um, self-destruction, creating more chaos and drama upon myself and not having healthy relationships. And like I said, in 9-11, I came to the church and I was seeking God and looking for direction, but I didn't really know what to do with that. I didn't feel like I belonged. Again, it's a very peaceful place. So I don't know how I can be part of that because of people like me, I didn't think I could be welcome there. But when I had married my husband at the time, uh, he went to a Catholic school and I was like, he's going to have all the answers. Like he's going <laughs> to fix this. He's going to guide me. And that's not fair. That was wrong of me to put that on any human, first of all. But that was not um, his job. My job was to find God on my own. But part of also why I still laugh to this day is when I had my readings at my wedding, I chose wives be submissive to your husbands. <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> and that's how I was shown my, both my grandparents, my uncle, I mean, my grandfather, sorry, had, were alcoholics and um, my grandmothers did whatever they said. And my father had that and my mom did whatever they said. So oh. by over time, Father Richard had brought to my attention that I was a doormat. And I tell you what, I was grateful. That was one of the greatest things I'd ever heard in my life because I didn't know what was wrong with me. I'm like, oh my God, I have a purpose now. (laughs) Now that I know I can find a solution, you know, so learning to seek those different paths. I was like, yeah, that's not how we live life. And I could see along the way, this can't be right. So over time, um, it just basically led for me living on my own choosing worldly ways, thinking money is going to drive you and material things is going to drive you and being with people that party and drinking like that is the way, like that clearly is what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. So that was helpful uh, to know. Go ahead. Lori, I was going to say when you came to the church on 9-11, so you'd had some exposure with your uncles and with your aunt, but you at that time, you were not Catholic you had not, had you been baptized or did you just randomly choose Our Lady of Mount Carmel to visit that day or? So thank you for that. I got baptized when I was in fifth grade, went to uh, be confirmed in 10th grade and that was it. I was like, oh, this must be how you do this whole faith thing. Uh, and nobody went to church. My parents didn't go to church. They just took me to do that. So again, I didn't really have that role model of what that should look like. And I just figured it out on my own. Yeah. So that was kind of part of that. Yeah. And in 9-11, I had my daughter baptized. We had lived in Ohio at that time. And we went to church for a few masses in Ohio. And then we moved here. We never found a church. So we had just moved like not even a year that Mm -hmm. we had been here. But we weren't going to church at that time. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. You said that uh, you had to kind of find God on your own. It's not Rob's responsibility to lead you to God, all this stuff. Uh, it's not, you know, putting your faith in your parents and all these things kind of let you down. How kind of give us some stepping stones of how you did find your faith on your own 
And okay. what, what led to Father Richard calling you a doormat, I guess, too. <laughs> so great. But first of all, that was my previous husband, and today is Rob. So that was not Rob who uh, I had done that. Gotcha. I, I know better today, thank God. Uh, so what led me to God was AA. I went into AA, and it is a spiritual program. And what we love to say in AA is, my alcoholism led me to AA, but AA led me to God. Mm. Yeah. So in there is a community full of hope. The second I walked in that room, I felt like I belonged. I didn't feel any judgment. I felt God's grace and mercy, but I didn't know that is what all that was. Mm. And I can definitely tell you, I wanted no part of God when I came in there. Mm. I, I was so broken and so hurt but it was really, I was full of guilt and shame. I yeah. could not believe like, this is my life. And this is what I set out to do and succeed is to become an alcoholic. Like that's so great. Mm. But in those rooms, I became aware and honest that there is a different way. So I thank God for that. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And then, so you joined the church on, on one eleven, and what your life was turned around a bit and t- tell us more about that. So we, I did join the church, but I didn't really get involved until I was in AA and AA is a big part of like service work and community. So I joined in the Stevens ministry and And I felt God calling me to do that. And I thought, you've got to be kidding. Who in the world am I going to help? Like, I have nothing to offer. And when I filled out the application, God says, I just need you to be willing. So when I interviewed with Jane Slayton, I was like, yeah, I'm ready for you to like fire me. And I haven't even started, like whatever you say. She's like, you are perfect for this. And I'm like, how in the world am I perfect? Well, I had gone through a divorce. I had been through alcoholism. I had been through trauma and I had death and family members. So I came to realize, oh, that's how that whole spirituality thing works. So I thank God again for our church and ministries, because that's where we start to open up and find God's ways. Nice. Nice. So just to clarify again, for all our our listeners, you would say your, your concrete moment or one of your main concrete moments was when you were vulnerable and honest with yourself through AA. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I love how the your Lord, your Lord already uses that, uh, you know, your experience of your darkness to be like, oh, no, you're going to shine light in everybody else's darkness now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so what's really funny is my salon is called Shine. Oh, my salon that you have uh-huh. a hairstylist and it's yeah, called yeah. Shine. And that's part of God said, this is what I want you to name it. Like oh, awesome. every day I would wake up and I'm said, God said, let there be light. And there was light. And it is the light that dispels the fear. And we all have light in us and we all have Christ in us. Mm. And I feel like that's my job to walk with others in their darkness. And and I use this model from the Marines, leave no man behind. Yeah, (laughs) That's how I am. Like, nope, you're coming. And I was like, I'm your new best friend. You may not like me, but I'm not leaving you. Like, this is what we're doing, you know? So that's how I feel like Jesus is with us every day. Mm-hmm. And how, what's your life like in Christ now, Lori? Oh my gosh. So full of peace. So full of hope. The gratitude, and we talk about grateful no matter what. 
I live that every single day. Like I don't take, I mean, of course I take things for granted, but I see his graces in everything in the darkness. I see his graces that he turns everything around. I see that his glory is use everything is for the greater good. You know, and I think about St. Paul is I often think of, oh my gosh, this is my biggest problem. I have this thorn in my side and God says my grace is sufficient for you. Mm -hmm. You don't need anything else than that. And that is the truth. Like that to me is what my life is like. And if I can just find that gratitude every day and, and Mary's grace is really what I love to think upon. That is how simple it can be for our lives. Amen. Normally I wouldn't ask, uh, someone we're interviewing this question. Um, but given that you're a life coach and you're kind of trained in Stephen ministry and all this stuff, what, what, would be like two or three things of advice or points that you'd bring up for someone dealing with addiction on their own. Honesty is where you will be freed. Mm. If you are rigorously honest, you can be set free from the lies is denial runs very deep and it stands for don't even know I am lying. Mm. That's one of my favorite things. Open-mindedness. We as humans live in a lot of fear. And we're very close-minded and we limit God in that way and willingness, being willing to do whatever he says that dispels the fear also. And that overcomes anything that I think is better, which again, offsets giving you the honesty. Gotcha. So honesty, open-mindedness and willingness. willingness. Yep. Perfect. That's the show. We're done. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. Lori, what gift do you think the Lord has given you to help you evangelize to others? Vulnerability. Oh. Nice. Yeah, I'm not afraid to be vulnerable. I'm not afraid to say who I am, what I've done, and how life has been for me. Oh, yeah. I, I love that. Um, I feel like for men, it's super hard to get them to open up. And so you off, often have to model with vulnerability to get them to be vulnerable. Absolutely. And yeah. So all the time, I'm just like, here's a, here I am, you know? <laughs> yep. And that's one of the hardest things. But what I do know is if I'm not vulnerable, God can't get in there either. Mm. Oh, I don't know if I'm vulnerable with God, but I'll be vulnerable. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that's the thing. If I don't come to him with my issues and say, yep. here you go, I got this problem. I need your help. And that's really humility. And that's something that I work on every day Mm. because humility is a desire to do God's will. And I truly desire that. I don't always do it, but I truly want to try to do that daily. Mm. I love it. So we like to say, how are you staying salty? And we're trying to redeem the phrase. Basically, how are you becoming a better disciple each and every day? What are some things that you like to do? For me, I love to go to mass every day. I look to God like he is my boss. And I'm like, all right, I'm here. I'm showing up. What do we have for the plans for today? Mm. And the laudat, I always say it wrong, or laudate or something like that. That's what that it is. has the Bible on it, has prayers. It has daily scripture. It has the saints and it has reflections. And those reflections ask you questions to really look within what scripture is talking to you for that day. Mm. So that one is huge for me. Meditation is huge. 
so that we get quiet with God because God's very quiet and gentle. And that's something that I'm not. So I have to be offset with that time and space with him and carry his message. Mm. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, well done. <laughs> well said. Uh, one, one more question I would have for you is uh, who do you think is your greater greatest faith influencer? Okay. That was challenging for me. Cause I'm like, because I used to find myself worth in people of this world, I can't always look to that. So for me, I can honest to God, Jesus is my biggest faith influencer, but St. Paul and St. Monica. And I know they're not here today, but they are here today spiritually with me. And the way that they live their lives, St. Monica, especially because I'm a mom and she never gave up. She showed me that to just continue to try to live in that hope. And that's where I really grow in my, I really grew in my hope and knew that no matter what God was with me. Mm. Nice. Beautiful. Well, Lori, thank you so much for sharing with us today. And thank you for being vulnerable and honest and willing to share your story. Um, Would you like to close us with a prayer? Absolutely. Lord, thank you so much for bringing us here today, keeping our hearts and our minds open. I pray that we we may hear what we need to hear and see what we need to see in order to be of service to you so your will will be done and not ours. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you all for listening. That was Lori O'Dell and stay salty.